So we're holding by Paraglamid, Pasach of Hayl, learning tonight should be as Chosi, Lunish, Master Bechil, Mechel, Ben Asher, and Nicheskel Shrak, Ben Avam Yehuda. So we learned previously that David catches up to a Molek and is able to kill them except for 400 men that escape. But more importantly, David rescues the captive women and children, his own wives, as well as their belongings that the Amalekim had captured, and additional belongings that belonged to the Amalekim that are spoils in war. So the uh, uh, 400 men that were with David now turn back to, towards uh, their baggage train, which was being watched by uh, 200 men that remained behind. When the 400 men reach the remaining 200 men, they tell them that we don't want to share, or at least some of David's men say, they don't want to share the spoils of the war with the 200 men that remain behind because they had not contributed as much to the battle as the soldiers who actually went into battle itself. David yesterday, we saw, tells his men that that's not the appropriate attitude to have because if you believe that you contributed more to the war effort, that, that you won the battle because of what you did, then you are denying Hashem's, um, that Hashem uh, had a hand in the battle, and you're basically saying, that it was all through you. And really, it's all a gift from Hashem. Hashem's the one that won the battle for you, and therefore, it's not your gift to decide who gets it. It, it, it should go to everyone who um, had a hand in the battle. And second of all, David says, they contributed as much as you. Now, they didn't contribute in exactly the same way, but they watch the supplies in the baggage train, which enabled you to run ahead and catch up with Amalek and kill them. So they also contributed, and therefore they deserve an equal share of the spoils with you. So Pastor Chafei tells us that what came out as a result of David uh, making this law in place for that battle is, and it was from that day and onward that that this became the rule and decree in Klai Yisrael until this day, that both the soldiers who directly uh, 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 participate in the battle, as well as those who are guarding the baggage, train, and the supplies, share equally in the spoils of the war. Rashi brings down a medrash that says that this, our pasuk uses the word vamala when it should have used the word vahola. If it was saying from that day and onward, the more conventional word would be vahola. From then on, vamala, which literally means an above, is an unusual word to use here. And the Medrash says that it's referring to the fact that this chayk and mishpat was something that Vamala was already previously in place. And David had simply reintroduced it. When was this custom in put into place? So the Medrash says that it was a custom that was established previously by Avram when he went to battle the four kings to rescue Light. At the end of the battle, he insisted that his share, that a share of the spoils goes to his three friends, Anar Eshkol Amamre, even though they had not directly participated in the battle. The Malbim adds that Avram's reasoning was that since the spoils are a gift from Hashem, so therefore nobody, no participant in the battle deserves a greater share than any other. And in fact, Avram says this clearly when he says, Harimaisi Yadi El Hashem, that he says to the Melech Sadoim that I lift up my hand to Hashem, meaning he's giving credit to Hashem for winning the battle. And then he says in the next post. Uh, he says in, in the immediately next pasuk, right, that he wants to take nothing. But then in the next pasuk, he says, but Biladai, except besides me, except what the men ate, and the men who escorted me, right, he wants to get a piece of the spoils. Your Barbanel then adds to this, and he says that Avram's case and Avram's circumstance was a perfect 
uh, a precedent and a perfect comparison to David's circumstances as well. Because the Abarbanel says, look at Anur Eshkel Amamre. The Abarbanel proves that they did not directly engage in the battle with the four Malachim, because the Pasuk says, this is in Pasuk Chavdalit over there in that in Parshas Lech it says that Vayarek Eschanichov, that Avram armed his soldiers, right, like his mercenaries that he hired, and Yilidei Beisoy, the slaves that were born in his house. Those are the ones that he armed for battle. However, you know who's excluded? Anur Eshkel Amamre. They, they were just friends. They weren't mercenaries, and they also weren't Yilidei Beisoy. So they didn't go to battle. Yet after the battle, there are four people, or four, let's call them groups, who are entitled to share in the Rechosh. Avram, his Yilidei Beisoy, his Chanicha of those mercenaries, and Anur Eshkel Amamre. So Avram says, as far as me and my Yilidei Beisoy, I, am, I forgive it. However, the other two groups, the Chanicha of the mercenaries, the hired soldiers, as well as Anur Eshkel Amamre, they deserve a equal portion in the in the spoils. So it's a perfect precedent to David where those that are participating in the battle, the Chanichov, as well as those on Ereshkel and Mamre who watch the supplies and the baggage train are sharing equally in the battle and that's what's being hinted to with the word Vamala. But then the Abarbanel asks, why does the Medrash refer to the, the circumstance of Avram when there was a better precedent, a more clear precedent that David could have been following, which was after the Midian defeat, uh, rather, after the Yidin defeat Midian in Parshas Matois, they are specifically commanded by Moshe, where the Pasha says, You should divide the spoils between the warriors who went out to battle and between the rest of the Eida. So you see clearly how they, the Kaiser was commanded in the Torah, to divide the spoils between those that went to battle and those that did not. So the Marbabinal says, why doesn't the Medrash say that as a more clear precedent for David to follow? See, the Marbabinal gives three answers. First of all, the war with Midian, the soldiers were representatives of Klai Yisrael. They went out as the shliach, as the shluchim of Klai Yisrael, and so therefore, when they are dividing it up, it makes sense that the, the shluchim as well as the um, appointees should both, and the appointers and the appointees should both share in the, in the spoils. Over here by David, each person, each soldier in his army was fighting to, re, to rescue his own family and he wasn't acting on behalf of anyone else. Second, says the Abarbanel, there's no reason to assume that what Moshe told Klai Yisrael after the battle with Midian was supposed to apply to future generations. And third, in the war against Midian, who were the spoils divided between? Between 12,000 soldiers and 600,000 Yidin, meaning 12,000 soldiers got half and 600,000 Yidin got the other half. So it came out that they weren't dividing it equally. Each soldier was getting almost 50 times as much as the rest of the Yidin. So it wasn't an equal split. However, David here gives an equal share to the soldiers as well as the men that remain behind. Furthermore, says the Abarbanel, the, uh, uh, the um, Yidin, the Edo, that's referred to by Midian, didn't contribute at all to the war effort. They, it's not like they were uh, guarding the supply line. They, they didn't contribute at all, as opposed to here by David, those 200 that remained behind did contribute to the war effort by guarding the baggage train and guarding the supply line. So therefore, says the Abarbanel, the comparison to Avram was a better comparison than to um, the war with Midian.